0: and i just pray the trip down and back i pray things work out for them and everybody that is traveling so you hand upon them and, and protect them in every single way and so we thank you for them and god uh, i just pray in this morning you speak to us and you know guide us and you know that you're you open our hearts to your spirit really appreciate that song and that lord it's the only thing that happens that's worthwhile is what you do and and we certainly say, Holy Spirit, rest upon us, and we thank you for that. Lord, we uh, just pray you take hold of this service, open hearts, to receive the word. And I pray you anoint me with the Spirit, uh, that I speak words of the Spirit. And so, Lord, we give this time to you, and we look for you to work in a mighty way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen, amen. Good to have you all here. We uh, turn your Bible, if you will. We don't have an overhead for this, but turn your Bible, Psalm Chapter Two, Psalm chapter 2. And we're going to look, we read verses 1 through 4. Psalms uh, 2, 1 through 4. And the title of the message is that God laughs. God laughs. So let's read this. Psalms chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says this. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his his anointed, meaning Jesus. They say, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. And God, the one enthroned in heaven, laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Now, You know, I don't know how many of you just really worried about world affairs and you see what's happening and it's, you know, it's not very pleasant, but um, no one, we shouldn't be that worried. We shouldn't be that worried, all right, Uh, because no one is getting away with anything. It's just not. It's just not. And this is so important that we step back. And look at God's perspective at what's happening around us. And which He tells us, and we have that respect perspective because the Bible reveals it to us. And um, the world is acting so foolish that God laughs at them. Laughs at them. Now, this is not a humorous laugh like a good knee slapping joke. When he laughs, no, it's more of a dismissive laugh—a dismissive laugh. All right, so when he says laugh, it's ha ha ha. It's more of a dismissive laugh, and he's, it's quarter, sort of like a dismissive laugh. And he says, "You have to be kidding me." That's the kind of laugh it is. He looks here and he goes, "You have to be kidding me." He just kind of shakes his head. That's the kind of laugh it is, and uh, you, we have to see the Creator, heaven and earth sees the nations conspire and plot out their human solutions. He sees this. I mean, he, he observes these solutions that the world has or their, you know, ambitions. And uh, God sees rulers banned against, and it's very interesting, his anointed one. His anointed one is Jesus. All right. So in Psalms, he tells us he sees, he sees the rulers banned against Jesus, Jesus, and um, and so what he sees them banding against Jesus. These people are throwing off anything that restricts their fleshly desires. And they wonder why, you know, why, why. Bottom line, that's it. Anything that's a restriction to their fleshly, they throw it off. Don't tell me what to do, and that's how he sees it. And God sees all this. Foolishness, and, and really, I think, you know, this is, you know, kind of a hyperbole, but he sees all this foolishness, and, and I do, he's almost in, God is almost in disbelief. He goes, Again, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, you're the creator of the universe. He looks, You gotta be kidding me. Kidding me. Now, so here we are in this world, and we know it's functioning like this. I mean we have proof (laughs) it's functioning like this. A question. And but what the proof is but what we want to look at is what what is God in this? What is God what is God in this? Now we are in this mess, we are totally secure. He put us here. Uh, I had someone share with me the other day and um, and we were just kind of joking, you know they live way, you know. Different state and stuff. He said, man, it is so dark up there. So you are a move. I mean, that place, is you just start to move. And I thought to myself, I go, no, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. He said, it's like, I mean, I'll make it personal. i said, God, I want to serve you. Okay, that's great. I'll send you to the darkest place I can find. And that's where you serve me, where there's darkness. And then you shine light. Well, I won't go someplace where everybody loves Jesus. And we're running around and rejoicing in God. And he says, we don't need you there. <laughs> we, that's, not where we, that's not where we need you, all right? So, aren't you excited that y'all are here in the darkest place, one of the darkest places they are? Not one smile is creeping on your face. <laughs> but it is. It's like, okay, it's really dark. I need to work. So... We'll send Wallace and some other people. Now, there's other churches. I'm not trying to exclude them. But I just want to say, you know, what the Lord's mind is in, in this. And so he knows what's going on, and his solution is to put his church there. That's the solution. That That is the solution. Now, we think there's other solutions, but there's not. There, there's not other solutions. So. He, so he sees this, but we find security because we know that God is fully aware, and this is important, we know that God is fully aware of the world situation and our situation, don't we? How many times, you don't know what's happening, how could you? He said, "What are you tell? I know what's going on. Why well, you have to keep reminding me what's going on? I know what's going on, and I know what's going on with you. Oh, we're supposed to trust in that, not question that." And uh, and so God is giving this from His perspective. He's just shaking His head. He's not shaking His head at the us. He's shaking His head at the world, and kind of dismissive laugh dismissive laugh okay therefore uh, we depend on god to god and protect us in truth that's it in truth now on another psalm ties this all together very very well and we have an overhead here psalms 59 8 through 9 it says it again and it goes everything's going wrong here it says but you god but you laugh at them lord You know, here's our best laid plans. He just, God says, you know, he laughs at them. But you laugh at them, Lord. You scoff at all those nations. But you are my strength. I watch for you. Not the nations. I watch for you. You, God, are my fortress. My God on whom I rely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah put you in the darkest place, and we rely on him who is the total light. Hallelujah. That's what's supposed to be. Everything's going wrong. Well, surprise. Surprise. It's I'm not going to say it's supposed to go wrong, but out of men's achievements, it will go wrong. See, it's going, And we're here, and we stand as light, as light, and we stand on God's truth. That's what we do. We stand on God's truth truth. And so this is what these verses are saying. And again, you understand they're making the point I entitled the message, God Laughs. Now who's laughing at? He's laughing at the world. Again, it's not a ha-ha laugh. It's a dismissive. you got to be kidding me. It's that kind of a laugh. Now, that kind of a laugh. Now, here's something, and this is really important that we should think about this, is the world's At first, I'll pause before I read it. Wouldn't we all agree that there's an anti-Christian attitude flowing through the world? And I mean the world. We're here and we're thinking, oh, we're inconvenienced. People are dying around the world. I mean, it's worldwide an anti-Christian attitude, which is never seen before, you know, I mean... I shouldn't say, I've never seen before, I'll put it that way. So, but everybody will agree, no, there's anti, it's anti-Christian. You can be other things, but boy, you can really upset people when you claim to be a Christian. So you see it, you see it all around you and, and things. Well, the world's, and this is an important thing we need to remember, the world's, the world's anti-Christian attitude is evidence that God is about. To move, oh, just you know, like Chicken Little running around, the sky's falling. So no, this is evidence he's going to move. So we have confidence. We have confidence. We see the world. The world is evidence. The darkness and anti-Christian attitude—not just bad attitude. No, it's an anti-Christian attitude uh, that God is about to move, about to move. Okay, therefore we find strength from the Lord. And see the attitude? Oh, man, this looks terrible. That means God is about to move. We need to really pay attention. See, the attitude change. Oh, everything's going bad. This is terrible. There's an anti-Christian attitude. I need to move someplace where there are nicer people or whatever, you know, where there are more churches. Or, you know, no, that's not what you do. You, you know, God would just like kind of slap you over it. No, 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 no. That's not what you do. You're here because you see God moving. And therefore, we have peace, and we're not worried. We have peace, and we're not worried. And that's proof that we believe God is going to move. If we're fretting, crying, and just don't know what to do, it's proof we don't believe God. Our actions dictate whether we believe or whether we don't believe. See, how big is God? You know how big is our God? And by here, you know it's pretty big because He's talking about the world. You know we're kind of um, uh, <laughs> some like Linda and I will have a conversation. Not that she would ever say this in a derogatory way. She said, "You are not the center of the universe." <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's true. I'm not. Nor is Ashburn. Nor is Ashburn. He's not the center of the universe. It is way bigger than what God's doing. God's doing something way bigger. But he has called us here, and we are to be obedient to where he has called us. But the same thing. We believe in the big God, and we have confidence. We rest in the big God. All right? So, so we have this picture, so we find strength in the Lord. And the reason I'm kind of harping on this, is because it's real. You know, you kind of talk about something doctrinally or theoretically, and you go, okay, nod your head. Well, that's true, but no, it's real. Like you walk out the door, I feel peace. I feel strength. I'm okay. And you really are. You really are. I hate to pick on us. I pick on myself. (laughs) I pick on myself. Your actions indicate if you believe. It's just, I mean, uh, this, I'm convicted. I'm saying, oh, God, what are you doing? He said, well, you don't know what I'm doing, but you need to settle down and believe and let me do it. Okay? All right? And therefore therefore, I can have peace that everything's working out. No, I have peace that I'm resting and trusting in the God, in God who's doing a mighty work. Who's doing a mighty work? See, so we have this whole view here now from God, and from from God's perspective, in his perfect, in his perspective, this evil is just ridiculous. It's it's and it's self destructive. When God looks down, this is crazy. I mean, we look around. We say, this is crazy guy's just going. This is this is ridiculous and it's self destructive. God says that. That's the reason he laughs humorously, like. You got to be kidding! It's not going to work. This is self-destructive, self-destructive. Now, God Himself, and here comes the faith part. God Himself will deal with this oppression, and His truth will be vindicated. But it doesn't look like it. It everything said, it doesn't look like it. See. But the Bible tells us clearly, and the Lord tells us, you know, that He's gonna deal with it, and His truth will be vindicated. Vindicated. Now, so we stand on God's truth, and we are so we stand on God's truth, right? And we're amazed at the insanity. And we'll, we'll call it that. This is insanity. And if you watch certain 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 places of communication, they want you to embrace their insanity. I mean, something. Somebody wants to be crazy. But when they make me embrace their craziness, you know, they're trying to make me as crazy as them. You know, and it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that, you know, because that's not true. That's not true. See, and, and so um, God is showing us that we stand on his truth and amazed at the insanity. We're amazed. But, but what we do, we fearlessly... Are alert, watching for God's intervention. But the world, how can I impact the world? How can I do it? I'm just little old me sitting here and all this darkness and everybody just jumping off these cliffs. Lord, what am I to do? He goes, You stand strong, you trust me, and let me move in all this stuff. And you be ready and you watch. Because it's bigger than you, but it's not bigger than me. Now, you watch. Your job is to be faithful where you are. It's like this morning. I was actually praying about, you know, just as I always do. You know, I try and get my head right. Just come in here in the church and, you know, deal with my own attitudes. Would you ever believe I might have an attitude sometimes like that? (laughs) I do. So I have to deal with my own attitudes and try and pr- But the thing of it is, <laughs> is you, when you get ready for this, you, you go, well, no. Lord, I mean, everything's so bad. What impact do I have? He's like, what do you mean? You have responsibility, and you fulfill your responsibility. Let me take care of the world. Oh, okay. I mean, that's it. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. So we see this. Now, so we are fiercely watching for God to intervene in the world in things we have no control over. See, we go nuts trying to control things that only God can control. Why? He goes, don't do that. He goes, don't do that. And when I do that to try to control things I can't control, I'm showing I don't trust God. See? But it's like, God, I can't control it, but I know what I'm supposed to do. And this morning was show up. (laughs) So this morning, I was obedient to God, and I showed up. And God's going to take care of the world. See, that's how he works. And that's how he, he has always worked. So we're fearlessly, fearlessly are alert, watching for God's intervention and he'll do something, and this has proved true to me over and over. He will do something that I could never imagine. I say, "That's God! I do this, this." I do. no, he does something I've never, I never, oh, I never dreamed that, and it really worked better than what I was thinking. Yeah, you know? see, he will as we walk through, and focus on him. He will do something greater than we could imagine. What is needed is for us to trust him and in faith to stand for him and be at peace. (laughs) And to be at peace. All right. Now, uh, Habakkuk. That's a great little book. Habakkuk was uh, concerned about his national situation his national system. I mean, he was really concerned. And he has a real, uh, not an argument, but a but really interesting interaction with God. And God talks, talk, talks to him back. But it's a great interaction. He's, look at this mess. I mean, I am paraphrasing. But, but, look at this mess. You know, what are you doing? And oh, I don't understand. Just, just look at this mess. And then God being God, never, a lot of times, doesn't give you a direct answer. He just kind of tells you a, a point you should hang on to and just let him have it. You know, he he doesn't really tell you what's going to happen a lot of times. And so when Habakkuk is looking at his, his situation, his national situation, his personal situation, God says, okay, wait a minute, let me answer you. Let me answer you. And this is what it says. Look at Habakkuk. 1, chapter 1, verse 5. He goes, Habakkuk, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. Look at the nations and watch, because I'm going to do something. And how did he tell you? You couldn't even imagine it. When you see it, you couldn't even imagine what I do. And that's all he tells Habakkuk. That's it. Done. Conversation. Done. So Habakkuk, the guy said, he trusts God. In fact, he ends the book by saying, All right, whatever you do, whatever, I trust you. That's how it ends. All right? So he got the message. He didn't get the answer, but he got the message. He said, okay, I trust you. I trust you. All right? Now, at at the same time that God is going to punish and work with the nation, he also encourages people not to worry and to trust. So he says, you know, just look and be amazed. I'm going to do something you never imagined. And then he says, "You, you just need not to worry and to trust. And right in chapter two, we have Habakkuk, chapter two, verse four. And this is what he says. You want a message from God? Now here's a message for, "I promise you before the Lord Jesus Christ, this is God's word to you. This is God's words to me. God's speaking this directly to us, in our situation. The righteous shall live by His faith." Is it. New Testament says faith you can't see. Faith's not by sight. But I won't see. That's not faith. When you don't see, you live by faith. Right here Habakkuk. He answered Habakkuk's question. Habakkuk, the righteous should live by faith. Just watch. You can't even comprehend what I'm going to do. Just watch. Have faith. Just watch. And there's kind of a there. be at peace. Don't worry about it. I'm the Creator of God. Don't worry about it. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So, here's the picture. Remember, where God's looking down at the world, and he's just like, "You, you gotta be kidding me! What are these people doing? What are these people doing?" But he does care about his believers, the ones that trust him. He goes, "Y'all know I'm working." trust me, look to me, not the world. Don't let it bother you. Don't let circumstances bother you. Look to me. Right there. Now, this statement of faith right here, this statement of faith is quoted three times in the New Testament. In Romans chapter 1, verse 17, in Galatians 3, chapter 3, verse 11, and in Hebrews 10, verse 38. It is quoted in the New Testament to emphasize that people are to be saved by grace through faith and that Christians should live by faith. There it is. By faith you are saved. We're, we are saved by faith. Hallelujah. I trust. I'm a believer. You know. We're true. But it comes from Habakkuk. And Habakkuk goes, this is, everything's falling apart. You can't, God, there's nothing to hang on to. Everything's falling apart. And this is where it comes. The righteous live by faith, Habakkuk. I'm going to do something you wouldn't even imagine. Now, you come to the New Testament, we say, well, we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and everything should work out just perfect. And no one should ever be upset with me. And everything should unfold perfectly. I should walk at home every day and then say, blessed, Master. <laughs> see, you all laughing. God laughed at that. <laughs> God laughs at that. I mean, he says, what are you thinking? You've got to be kidding me. See, so here's the picture. And we need to think that. That's the one thing about you see these Old Testament verses in the New Testament. You need to bring those New Testament verses back in the Old Testament and see the context. So we say, oh, you, you know, we'll live by faith. The righteous live by faith. Hallelujah. And we good. No, let's go back to the Old Testament. This is Habakkuk. His world is falling apart, and he has no understanding. And say, li- Habakkuk. The righteous live by faith. We hear in the New Testament, the righteous live by faith. What if our life this is the biggest mess? It's Habakkuk in the New Testament. What's he gonna tell us? I'm saved, I love Jesus, but everything's going wrong. What's God gonna tell us? Righteous live by faith. But I want to know. (laughs) He said, New Testament, faith is not by sight. See? We're asking God to deny His word and to do something contrary to His word and show us what it is, so we can have faith. That's not faith. Oh, you want to show faith? All right? Trust me, and all hell's going to fall apart, and everything will go wrong, and you stand and trust me. That's faith. See? Amen? And then, well, how do we know if we have faith? And this is, I, I'm convicting myself, okay? So don't anybody think I'm picking on anybody. <laughs> how do I know faith? Do I have peace? Oh, God, we're all going to die. Oh, Lord, this is going to be the worst day of my life. Oh, God, I can't believe you let this happen. It's not faith. Faith, God, I, you got this. I trust in you. I'm totally at peace. I'm just going to watch. I can, I know you're going to do something I can't imagine. I'm just going to watch. I'm going to watch. I'll do what I can. You tell me to do. I'm just going to watch. See, it's faith. <laughs> that's how it works. See, that's how God works. So, see, we see this picture here. So we see this picture that the righteous should live by faith. Now, so what this means, if you will, the kind of faith that Habakkuk describes, that Habakkuk describes, and this is where this comes from, is Habakkuk, we forget that. The kind of faith that Habakkuk describes and the New Testament authors promote is the continuing trust in God, which clings to God's promises, even in the darkest Days. That's it. That's faith. That's faith. And I, I've almost quit saying it completely. I'm, you know, I've always um, confess that I worry. Worry is an absolute total picture of lack of faith. I mean, when I say I worry, I might stand up here and say, I have no faith. Okay, next verse. That's what it is. Worry is a lack of faith. Period. Period. right. And so it's like I'm trying to take it out of my vocabulary, you know, because it's like, no, that's a lack of faith. You don't trust in what's God. You don't have peace. And it's like, but it looks terrible. Well, it has to look terrible. It has to look terrible to have faith. If everything's rosy, you know. You know, that's faith. No, it's not. Everything's rosy. You know, that doesn't show any dependence on anything except your circumstances. It's rosy. You're depending on your circumstances. It's terrible, and I'm at peace. <laughs> that's faith. At peace just because I'm kind of delusional. No, I'm at faith because I know that God has this, and I just keep walking into it, and my eyes set on Him and trusting Him. And he gives me his peace. His peace. Now, so we believe that God's promises are true and that he will bring them to pass. Now, why say God's promises? We'll be careful here. He is talking about God's promises in the scriptures. Okay? It's what the scriptures say. I mean... Again, I want to be careful. I believe in the Lord speaks to us and he guides us. But if you can't, one, if one can't find it in the scriptures, you need to be really, really careful. God told me to go to this job. You know, maybe, and I think maybe he'll lead you, but then he's going to work things around it to show you as you f- follow. And I just have seen too many things where God said and people were led to disaster. Disaster. Now, I really believe that God has told me some things. And I try to walk in that and be sensitive. But I always walk it in a sense of fear and trembling because, okay, God, if there's something wrong with this, you reveal, you show, you open doors. You, now, if it's written in the Word of God, no, I'm going to stand on it no matter what. Jesus is Lord. He's the only way to heaven. absolutely. You know, I mean, there's scriptural things that you just, you know, go to your death for. You know, you go to the death for. But other things, because of what, how God works. And he says, I'm going to do things, something that you never imagined. Well, if you never imagined, how can you be 100% sure what he's going to do? Amen. Are y'all with me? So I'm not saying don't listen to the Lord and walk and do what the Lord says. Because I thank you. God. So the first thing you want to do is, well, what's the Lord telling me? Well, what are the people around me telling me? What are the believers around me saying? You know, what are my spiritual authorities saying? See, that's all how God works in his body. He doesn't work. When you hear something, God speaks to me, therefore I do it. And what God says, it's me and God and nobody else. That is arrogance. Just flat arrogance. Okay, it's right. Because it's you, God, and nobody else. It's just not happening. If you ever with somebody and they say that, change churches. I mean, it's going to be a wreck. It just is. You know, Because not anybody is that spiritual. Not us. So the Apostle Paul didn't do that. Paul goes, I went over you know, to this city, and the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me speak. Dumb Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, he goes, okay, I was wrong. I thought I was right, and I went here, and I thought, but then the Holy Spirit, no, don't. I mean, come on, you're sharing the gospel. God, the Holy Spirit's going to tell you not to share the gospel? Must be the devil. Must be. No, the Holy Spirit told him not to share the gospel. He goes, okay. And he went over here and he goes to Macedonia and he sees a huge vision, you know. See, God says, you, they say, I got somebody else coming over here. You know, it's their timing right here. But If you go over here, you'll see a whole vision. Well, God didn't tell Paul any of that. He didn't tell him one crying thing. He told him nothing. He told him nothing. He's worried well, I just can't get in. I can't in. And then the Holy Spirit says, No. All right. Here we go to Macedonia. I don't even like these people. Here they go to Macedonia. Shoot. Holy cow, saw vision. See, they, You know, I'm kind of being, you know, being a little flexible with my interpretation. But the point, that's what happened. And what we want to know, what we need to understand is we sit in this world's crazy, which God is agreeing. I mean, he's agreeing. It's crazy. He's agreeing with us. okay, and he's just just laughing at the whole thing. But so he did. God's not going to fix the world, but God's going to take care of his people. See that and that's what these verses say. God's going to take care of his people. The righteous one live by faith. And faith is not by sight. See, so he's telling us we have that relationship. We're trust we're trusting him. Now, we believe that God's promises are true and he's going to bring them to the past. Everything in the scripture that he says. And if there's something he speaks to us kind of outside of Scripture, then we will see him take care of it before us. See, before us, he'll open and close doors. Paul, you're to preach the gospel. All right, I'm going to go over here. He goes, No, nah, not there. <laughs> Holy Spirit goes, No, go here. And with the master, Oh, wow, this is cool here. This is, this is cool. You see what I'm saying? We, we need to be a little humility and say, let God be God, you know, and, and see how God works around us and how he opens things. You'll see what I'm saying? Now, this world's crazy, and he's tells us how to operate it, but he's going to take care of us. This world's really crazy, but he's going to take care of us. Now, it takes faith to wait patiently for God's plan to unfold. We are confident because we know that God has the last word. We look at this world, and you go, Lord, lord I mean, how can this be fixed? Well, we know it ain't fixed. I mean, I, I this is me. I always have this picture in my mind. God puts His hand over something, and this goes click click, and everything changes. I mean, I just know that. I mean, that's all he got to do. He's just got to go, mm, and the whole thing changes. And see, that's where our trust comes in when we look at it. The world's going crazy. I know, but he's take care of the world. But he's going to take care of us in the meantime, speaking to us, all right, speaking to us. And then he will take care of whatever is happening in the world. We don't have to worry about it. Don't. God hasn't forgotten the world. He sees it. He sees the whole thing. And when God moves, nothing can stop it. And when he moves, it's like something we haven't imagined. Haven't imagined. I mean, just to show that nothing can stand before the Lord, uh, look at Zephaniah. How many times do we get to look at Zephaniah? Look at Zephaniah chapter one verse two. Nothing can stand before the Lord it says I will utterly sweep away everything. Everything from the face of the earth. I mean, when God's done, God's done. He's done, okay? There's no argument. There's no your truth, my truth, so-and-so's truth. No, he's done. And there's no question. He's done. Don't worry about the problem. He has the problem. Because when he comes back, I'm going to clean house here. Well, God, I don't know if you can handle that. What do you mean? You don't know if he can handle that? Because when he comes, he's going to clean house. <laughs> you watch the verse? I can't remember where it is. Isaiah. Do you think my hand is so, sh- my arm is so short I can't save? You know, we think God has alligator arms. It is like this. You know, because <laughs> what do you, do? you don't think I can do this? Amen. See, this is, hes telling us when I move, I'm going to sweep the whole world if I want to, and this whole thing. A clean house every place. No problem here. It's too big for him. Now, God is serious about his word. And this goes back to the message I did a couple of weeks ago <laughs> entitled, Tremble, you know, tremble. And it was tremble at God's word. A little trembling at the truth will, in, will impact our decision-making. See, you hear a message like this, and you go, oh, that's good, you know, interesting to think about. Wow, maybe, you know, and you go out and have dinner and stuff like that, and then by the football game tonight, it, 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 there's nothing there, you know, it's a football game. The football game can have probably as much impact as the word did. And I'm not accusing, you know, I'm taking in the journal at all, but But when you look at this, and you look at the depth of it, and one believes it, if one believes it, that God sees this, and God is going to move, it's like, it puts a little tremble. It's like, oh my gosh, or it does me, it's like, maybe I need to pay a little more attention to what's happening. And I don't need to worry about this. And it's almost like, oh my God, I'd worry. That's a sign I don't have any faith. Oh, Lord, it, it has an impact on our decision. Well, you won't do this. Well, yeah, but I wonder what the Lord's doing. See, I won't do that. Okay, I wonder what the Lord's doing in this. And after a while, you go, God, Lord, I just wonder what you're doing here because I won't be behind, not in front. Because it's bad in front of you. But you see, there's a, God is very serious about his word, very serious. Therefore, it's good for us to tremble at his truth. Now, tremble in the minute, at the, well, I mean like, oh, my God, I won't go hide. God's going to do something. It's like, no, we tremble because if we just go off on our own, we could end up in all sorts of messes. All sorts of messes, see? And from an earthly perspective, it could just, oh, it's just fine, no big deal in between, you know? But from God says, I didn't have anything to do with that. you like, do you just want, I don't have anything to do with that. But we expect God to bless it. Why? Because I did it. You know? Did God tell, you? well, no, but He didn't tell me not to. Here. But you see where I'm going with this? So what we want to understand, we think, God is serious about His work, and we want to pay attention and know that there's a cause and effect. Fa- know that He is moving. Know that He is interested in our life. Know that He's moving all around us. He can take care of the world and our situation, and our situation. Now, this, uh, <laughs> you know, I go through this, and as I go through it, I'm going through it for you. Uh, me also. First of all, God. Is not perplexed about this world. He's not. Do you think he said, "Oh my God, Lord Jesus, Gabriel, you wouldn't believe what these people did"? What in the world are they thinking? No. <laughs> God goes. He just did what they do. This is what people do. This is what he is not perplexed about anything, scripturally. Nowhere. Not perplexed about anything. He knows that people are doing what he knew they would do without him. You know, the church is guilty of doing a lot of things without God. You know, when they say doing bad things, you're just doing things without God. What? Well, and then, of course, we ask God to bless it. You know, but, see, God can't bless it. We can do it. And we're smart. We don't do, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. Just going on. We're just tickled to death, you know. But God doesn't have anything to do with it. You're not bad. We're not going to hell. I mean, nothing. But it's not where God wants us to be. We didn't ask him about it, you know. And so we can't expect to him to speak through it to direct us in what he wants to do. And we get so wrapped up in our own ways and our own what we want to do, we can't hear what he says. We can't hear what he says. And this is good things. This this is good things. And so, therefore, it's like, uh, and I, th- this story was told me, and I've told it before. I'm going to accept the t- truth. And they brought this pastor from one of these Chinese house churches and took him to this big, Mega church, and he says, What do you think about this? He goes, Oh my goodness. He said, I never c- thought you could do so much without God before. So he's just like, Wow, man, you all can do a lot without God. You, and there's a truth to that, whether the story is true or not, there's a truth to that. There's a truth to that. And so, but all God wants is our heart. You know, oh, no. He just wants us to trust him, believe him, say, hey, God, teach me, lead me. Hey, this is what I'm going to do, Lord. If something's wrong about this, you show me, you direct it. I'm just going to step what I know, but I'm paying attention to you. We'll say you're taking a step, but you're trusting him to refine the step and guide the step. See, and then he'll work to that. The, the God, Lord, dude, the word is a light unto my feet. When you move forward, that moves forward, and you see the second step. And you go, whoa, I can't preach the gospel here. Oh, I can preach it here. This the way works. That's the way it works. That's the way it works with his church. So, <laughs> even though God is not perplexed by this world, and he knows what people will do, but he is deeply concerned about his people. And we don't believe that either. I'm, as, as I say this, as corporate me, I'm not picking. We don't really believe he is concerned about us. You know, dumb luck, here I go again, shoot, you know, everything, same old thing, you know. And where is God? But no, God is deeply concerned about us. Deeply concerned about us. And he's deeply concerned about his people. And he, all through scripture, he wants us to recognize who we are, trust him, and walk behind him. All through scripture. Just, there's no doubt. He loves us more than we can imagine. He loves That song, by the way, that is a great song. And, and he loves us that much. Oh, God, here I am. going here. Oh, Holy Spirit, follow me. Fill me. Give me some direction here. You know, I think this is right. But I will know what you're doing. Okay. I mean, even if you take a wrong step, and he's, he'll show you. You know, Paul went to the wrong country to pre- preach the gospel. He didn't haul off and smack him in the head the baseball bat. He said, you dummy. You know, he goes, no, it's not where I want you to move. You need to go over here. Oh, okay. See, he no no shame, you know, but he did the best he knew, but he just redirected it. You know? And Paul goes, oh, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. And so he went off and then... We're in a whole other new ger- direction. Okay, so we got here. So we have this whole picture of God's laughing at the world. Okay, so the world has no belief. He's, he's just like, I mean, he is this like, he knows this thing. And he, I mean, it's, and I'll use godly disbelief. He's, you know, there's nothing but self-destruction coming out of this. Uh, they think they got, there's nothing but self-destruction coming out of there. And this means my people can't change it, so i got to move in it. It's so bad, i got to move in it. And he will move in it. But his people are there. Okay, God, we're waiting for you to move in it. We're being responsible where we are, but we're waiting for you to move in it. And that song fits perfect, you know. We'll move in it. Holy Spirit, come. Because to change things, God has to move in it. Now, why... Does God make us through the scriptures have to take so much time and tell us and tells us what a mess the world is, and that he brings judgment on the world I mean he tells us old testament new testament he' They're a mess i got to bring judgment all the way through you know jesus says it 's a mess God brings judgment you know they, so God is consistently <laughs> you know, insistently coming alongside and say, hey, you're right, it is a mess and I'm going to have to bring judgment. Well, there's one reason he's doing this. He's letting us know this for a huge reason because he's serious about his word. He's serious about what he's doing. He wants to protect us. And look, if you will, at Second Peter three 11. Second, and this really explains the whole thing of why, what the world is doing but why he's telling us beforehand what the world is doing second peter three eleven. since everything will be destroyed in this way okay we're going back zephaniah okay so zephaniah is i'm gonna come and i'm gonna wipe everything away so we know that's old testament since and since we've read our bible and read through the old testament we know what he's talking about don't we it's zephaniah and the previous verses there so what he says here since everything will be destroyed in this way what will be destroyed everything. Don't. well i thought i want to do this you know everything's going to be destroyed you know Pastor Milken always used to him. me, he says, you ever hold things in an open hand? Just hold it in an open hand. You never know when the God's going to move. And that's a lesson hard to learn. You know, it says here, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? I'm putting my whole life building a mansion here, having three cars, setting this thing up you know, for my kids and setting this, you know, trust up and I'm setting this up and I'm building this up and I'm trying to do this thing, You're, you know, kind of everything for me to take care of so there's no problems. And God goes, no, if you knew it was all going to burn up, if you put all your goodies in this barn and this barn's going to be burned up tomorrow, you wouldn't do it, would you? Would you? Well, no, of course not. I put it in the barn. You burn the barn down. And God just said, I'm going to burn the barn down. That's what God said. You're putting it all in this barn. I'm going to burn the barn down. So if I'm going to burn the barn down, what kind of people are you to be? Well, you're sure not going to be stuffing the barn full of stuff, are you? You're not. What kind of people are you to be? I mean, you're just not. You're just not. You're going to do something different. You will behave different. Now, I'm not saying how one is to behave, and it doesn't tell you here how to behave. But it says you will act different. If it's all going to burn up, if it's all, all going to burn up, what kind of people ought you to be? He just throws it back. Gonna I'm going to burn it up. Therefore, what kind of people ought you to be? He's not talking Sin. He's not talking. That's bad. He's not talking, you shouldn't have done this. He's not talking about what he didn't tell. He didn't, he's not talking about that. He just asked you a question. The truth is, I'm going to burn it up. (laughs) I mean, that's the truth. He goes, what are you going to do? What kind of people are you going to do? Because I'm going to burn this thing up, everything. I'm going to burn the whole thing up. And then he tells us the next Sentence, you ought to live holy and godly lives. It's all going up in smoke. So you ought to live. God is going, you know, I tried everything I could, and it is nothing working. I'm just burning up. You're with me for eternity now with nothing else. Everything you had burned up in the barn. Now you're with me. It's like, you go shoot. <laughs> really. Really? And it's, now you're with me. See, but what he's telling us here, what I'm trying to tell you here, you ought to live like you're with me now. You ought to live with me like you're with me now. You ought to be holy and godly like, cause just live like you're with me now because I'm going to burn the barn down. I'm going to burn the barn down. Amen? there's a verse that keeps coming to my mind so i repeat it but it's first corinthians and it talks and paul talks about going to heaven and your works and stuff going to heaven and it says you should do you, you you carry good works and stuff and you are to do you know when you serve the lord you know those things with you and he says when you don't serve the lord you know those things don't go with you and he says and i think there's a humor it possible, the apostle paul has a sense of humor he says there's some of you here that you're going to go to heaven just like going through the fire. Everything you have is going to burn up, and you go to heaven. And I have this, and I'm sorry for this visual. It's just like I can go through heaven. Wallace, you're going to be here in your underwear. It's all you, you and your underwear. Again, sorry for the visual. But God says, you know, I just, you, you didn't listen to that. You, hallelujah, you trusted trusting on Jesus. You're saved. You're going to heaven. But you, you hadn't done beans. You know, you paid no attention to me. You know, you did all this earthly stuff, and you'll get to heaven with nothing but genderwear. And that's what he says. I exaggerate a little bit. He says, you'll come through. Heaven is going through the fire. See the fire. Because it didn't build on God's kingdom. And it says here, everything here's gonna be everything we put in the barn's gonna be burned up. Burned up. Now, all I like <laughs> it down here. So, what kind of people ought you to be? Understand what he's saying here. What kind of decisions should you make for you? That's all that's saying. It's you and Jesus and you of this world. What kind of decision should you make for you? Peter is using the certainty of Jesus' uh, second coming, and it's not to terrify believers, but to spur us on to righteous living. He, that's all he's trying to do. He, he's, just trying, he's not trying to scare. He just wants, he's trying to push us to righteous living. God dismissively laughs. At man's so-called truth, because all this earth will pass away. I know this drives you all crazy. Well, this is my truth. Well, that's just your truth. There ain't gonna be one truth. There won't be one truth. And when Jesus comes, he's one truth. There ain't not even gonna be an argument. Everything's burned up. There's one truth. Well, how are they supposed to know? And I'm going to make it. Well, Wallace, I put you there in Ashburn, the darkest place in the world right now. And you think, oh, my God. You know, That's how they know. Is You are you tell them. People in that you heard it. You tell them. That's, that's what you're doing. Well, the whole world. Wallace, let me handle the whole world. The obedient where you are and what I give you. Oh, okay. So that's the reason I showed up this morning. We came in here. I I thought that was cute. I don't know why laughing at that. But anyway, so you see this. So what we see here, at the same time, we know everything pass away. At the same time, we know that he makes everything new. He makes everything new, and we reign with Christ. Now, comprehend this. Put this in your pocket, and this is Scripture. We reign with Christ. Now, pause. Christ reigns in heaven. We'll agree with that. Amen? The Bible says, picture it, picture Christ reigns. The Bible says, we reign with Christ. We don't sub-reign. We reign with him. Like equal to him. That's what the Bible tells us. See, and he's almost going, won't you pay attention? Won't you pay attention? All right? Because you're going to reign with Christ. That's uh, and he says, all this is going to burn up. And he says, we're going to build it anew. Be encouraged, rejoice. And look at Revelation 21. 1. Then I saw a new heaven, a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. The barn burned up with all our stuff in it. That's the truth. The barn burned. And he said, well, I want, you do anything you want to. This isn't a salvation message. This is not a salvation message. God just said, I'm just trying to let you know what's going on. He said, I'm just trying to let you know what's going to happen. Everything is going to burn up. But the rest of it, for all eternity. All right? Here, and he said he'll take care of it, but because we trust on him, and he's going to lead us where we should go. You know? He's not saying, don't take a vacation, don't buy a car, don't buy... He's saying none of that. He's saying none of that. He's just saying... What kind of people are you? Be you are make those kind of decisions. You should, and individually, you should ask God. Lord, is it? Is this something they're provided that provided that you can get behind? You know, they like to, you know, do this or that or so. And it's just being alert that God's there, that He's alive, and you depend on. Him. That's all it is. That is. Don't take it farther than it really is. So. <laughs> God is shaking His head at this world. He's, he knows full well, going, and He knows now full well He's going to burn it all up. He knows. He goes self-destructive, and at the same time, He's taking care of His people. And He's, I, I just want you to know, I'm going to burn all this up. Don't be fooled. I'm going to burn it up. He didn't tell us what to do. He's, I just want you to know, I'm burning it up. So how should you act? And our message, our message. We like, I always like to take the you know, the basic point, basic point. John three sixteen. Our message, our message, God's truth, the only truth, for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Doors open. Doors open. And there's a lot of people who won't go through it. They won't but he offered it to everybody. He offered it to everybody. some chose to make fun of it. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your goodness, and we thank you for your love. And God, you know, we we really need to look at a message like this as encouragement, is that you're moving and you're taking care of your people. You love your people. You're taking care of your people. You're directing the people. You're trying to protect your people. You're trying to have them to focus on you for all eternity, to love you with all their heart. That's all you're asking. That's all you're asking. And, and at the same time, to understand, this world is not going to last. Never was intended to last. And, but in the meantime, you're taking care of your people, and still your word goes out, and we thank you for that. So, Lord, let us be encouraged as we step out. Let us be encouraged in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.